Now, returning to our earlier story about creditors voting against the bailout options for the Ruapehu ski fields, leaving this season on thin ice, John Fisk from PwC was one of the voluntary administrators who've been working with the stricken company since October, and he joins us now. Hi, John. What did you make of the decision today? Hi, Lisa. Um, well, um, you know, the creditors have voted, have voted and... Um, Unfortunately, it's it's really the worst possible outcome. We we haven't got a deed of company arrangement, and we haven't got uh, the company going into liquidation to be able to complete a sale. So, um, our our job actually ends at the end of the watershed meeting that's just been held, and the company goes back to the directors. How close was it? Uh, Look, it, it was um, significantly uh, against uh, doing the deed of company arrangement from a value point of view. Um, but so that's with, the was... life pass, that's with the life pass holders and um, crowdsourcing funds. And then the second yes, option right. was the two companies operating one side of the mountain each. That's correct, yeah. So um, Whakapapa Holdings was going to purchase um, the Whakapapa ski fields and Pure Tura was going to purchase uh, the Tura ski fields when when the company had been put into liquidation. So it would have been a transaction executed by the liquidators, but immediately after the watershed meeting. So it would have been a How sort of How close did that process. one get, John? Well, that one, so um, 93% uh, voted in favour of it in terms of value, um, but unfortunately um, 44%, only 44% voted uh, for it in number. So so to, for, a, for a resolution to pass, you need to have 50% of the creditors present at the meeting uh, voting uh, in favour of it, and, and they have to represent over uh, 75% in value. Okay, so how would you describe the tone of the meeting? Oh, look, it, it was difficult. Um, there, were, there were some very strong views and there's a lot of history uh, to um, to the relationship, particularly uh, between uh, LifePass holders and the company and its directors. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, a lot of that was put on the table again um, today. Um, so in it was done in John, a respectful way, but it was, yeah. you know, there was obviously a lot of, a lot of there's a lot of um, water that's gone under the bridge there. So in essence, did the life ha- uh, pass holders, did they effectively, the way they voted, jettison the option with the two companies operating one side of the mountain each? Is that why it failed, the life pass holders? Look, I mean, they they were by far the biggest block in number of voters, so I, I can only assume that that is essentially the case. Yes. So, was it a protest vote? Do you reckon? I th- uh, there, there was obviously an element of that in in some of the thinking behind some of the voting. Okay, so f- from a pr- pretty much an analytical point of view, then John, have they cut off their noses to spite their face? Because now you've got a company that, well, is it's an no man's land. Yeah, look, I'm, look, I'm hoping that is not the case. So, uh, what we, we've we've discussed with the directors, what their position will be. Um, they are today now responsible for uh, the operations on the mountain and the employees. Um, but uh, there is an application in court uh, tomorrow morning uh, to put the company into liquidation. Now, if if that if the company goes into liquidation, we would be appointed liquidators and 
we're hopeful that we'll be able to complete those transactions with the purchases then. But, but again, this is contingent on the concessions from Department of Conservation being available to be assigned to the new purchases as well. Right. And, so and if, if you then become the liquidators, you have to go back to the drawing board in terms of negotiations with the companies and making sure you can get basically the same deal to push this over the line. Yes, and we're we we're, we're hopeful that um, you know if, if this is only a matter of days, um, then um, you know the purchasers are obviously still keen uh, to, um, to to do a transaction, or they they certainly have indicated that to me at the end of the meeting. Right. Um, and, and if that's the case, uh, and we can hold it together, um, then then um, hopefully we can still achieve that, and there will still be skiing on. Mount Rapehu for 2023. Okay, we're almost out of time, John, so can I get some quick answers here? Has the government given indication whether it would still offer the same terms and conditions to this to these um, buyers if it's a liquidation situation? Well, it's actually a contract between ourselves. Uh, it would be a contract between ourselves as liquidator and the, the buyers. So, um, But obviously a lot of that will depend on, on, on the Department of Conservation being able to come through with the concession. And the staff? that we're employed by this company, where uh, where are they in the scheme of things right now? Are they unemployed? Are they redundant? What's happening? No, they, they, they are still employed by the company and we have um, uh, made funds available to the directors. We've got a small amount of funds still available that will be um, will enable the directors to confirm to staff that if they turn up tomorrow, they'll be paid tomorrow. Really appreciate your time, John. Thanks for joining us. That is John Fisk from PwC, was one of the voluntary administrators in that Ruapehu deal, no longer gone back to the High Court, potentially going into liquidation um, once that process is complete.